Hey, 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 yeah, happy hump day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. How you doing? You know, it is really starting to get that time of year. It is so gorgeous here. And I know uh, the front range, Colorado getting blasted with with snow and the cold starting to creep in. People starting to get uh, stuck to to, to the water pipes and all of that right here in the Valley of the Sun. I will tell you, I had my heater on as I drove into work today. Not in my house, but as I drove into work, it was like 50-something degrees, uh, like 52, 53 degrees as I was driving in this morning. Absolutely gorgeous. Going to be a great day here in the Valley of the Sun. Make sure get the golf clubs out, get out there, spend some time outside, get the kids off the video games, and get them on their bicycles. It's a glory, glorious day here. So much to talk about. Everybody tuning in. What's happening? The Fed's going to come out with the big announcement. What happened with GDP? We've got all of that trade talk stuff, all kinds of things happening today. Uh, The Dow uh, is down a little bit. Not a lot. Not a lot. But it's down. Gold's up. Uh, gold's up, what, seven, eight dollars, uh, set fourteen ninety seven. Silver uh, bumping up on eighteen dollars once again as uh, the GDP numbers came out. Remember, we got jobs numbers coming Friday, so so that's the other big number. This was a slow start to the data. Now all the data coming out. Uh, the the GDP number was the highlight this morning. The big news is going to be, what is Jay Powell going to do here in a couple hours? And like it really matters, right? Yes, the, the quarter of a point is somehow going to fix everything. We know that isn't the case, but this is why you put things away. Listen, it's for things that you don't know, right? By and large, things normally work okay, right? I mean, you know, the... The, you go to work, you get your paycheck, you put it into the bank, the bank loans out the money and, and makes a little bit of a profit and and things are okay. And then, you know, every five, ten years, oh, there's problems. And now we've got a central bank, uh, and really not just ours, all of them all over the world, intervening everywhere. Uh, the banks don't have enough money. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. Right, the banks don't have enough money, so every day they got to go out and say, "Hey, uh, uh, I got a cash problem here. Take this, take these treasuries, and give me some cash." And the problem is they can't get it from any private source. Used to, you're supposed to get it from another bank, but the problem is all the banks got the same problem. So uh, anyway, though, the GDP number came in a. At 1.9%. This was third quarter. 1.9. So we we started the year out at 3. We're down to 1.9. Better than expected. Or was it? Right? So we'll break it down for you. Uh, Once again, there was... uh, the, the, The consumer gets the credit. Okay, so this is a consumer-driven economy. We know that 70% of the economy driven by the U.S. consumer. 
I'm going to break down. I'll tell you exactly where we spent our money. And uh, it, it's one of those, it's going to be great. It, it very entertaining uh, as to where it is. Uh, the usual suspect would be health care, right, because we're older. Uh, health care costs a lot. Uh, that wasn't where it was. I'll tell you about that in the next segment. And then the other news of the day was the trade talks. Uh, news breaking. The uh, President Trump, President Xi, were supposed to meet in Chile next month. That was kind of, and I don't know who made that up, right? Somebody on Wall Street said it, and everybody repeats it. They were going to meet at this conference over there. Chile was uh, having a summit there that was supposed to be next month. Chile cancels the summit this morning. Uh, For those of you that don't know, a lot of unrest all over the world. Uh, uh, Chile having... A bunch of that. So the meeting where they were supposed to have some type of a trade announcement has been canceled. Uh, And then news out of China today saying that we're not going to just buy U.S. agriculture products just because. In other words, uh, China now pushing back. And we knew this was coming, right? This isn't a surprise. Right, they're pushing back. Right, remember Trump said, "Hey, they're going to buy fifty billion dollars worth of stuff," and I'm like, "I don't think they we, the, that they could." And then someone said, "Well, it's fifty billion over a couple of years," and and then uh, today China said, "Listen, we'll buy if you're the cheapest, and we need it. Otherwise, no thanks." Right, that was their answer today. Hey, we're not agreeing to buying uh, fifty billion. Because we don't need it. If we don't need it, we're not going to buy it. One of the things they said is, you know, we, we know that they've got a hog problem over there. And I guess it makes sense. They're like, hey, we don't need as many soybeans as we as we did a couple years ago. Because with the hogs dying, right, <laughs> we don't, that's where most of the, I guess that's where most of the soybean meal and stuff goes to is to feed the hogs. But, I, you know, maybe they could buy some hogs, but. Essentially, China letting it be known today, if you're willing to be the cheapest, we'll buy from you if we need it. And if not, we'll just buy it somewhere else. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour, by the way. Uh, specials today on U.S. $20 gold pieces. Uh, just incredible opportunity. Uh, 15 and a quarter on U.S. $20 liberties at 800 951 You got gold, what, fourteen ninety seven? Take the time, do it, get it done. Uh, because you never know what is going to be happening next. Uh, by the way, before we get to GDP, just some checking in. The mountains of Wyoming uh, checking in once again, kind of relating to, to being out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Kevin in Sun Lakes, thank you so much. Jim in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we actually had people writing in. Yeah, uh, from Gold Canyon. We appreciate it. LM from, from Gold Canyon. Uh, was checking in with us. If you want to check in, send us an email. Email contact at 
GDP.com. Let us know where you're listening. Uh, speaking of the numbers, so GDP today, 1.9%. And the range was, you know, from 1.2 to about 2.2. Uh, the, the TV was saying 1.6. It came in 1.9. Now, uh, better than expected, right? I mean, you know, 1.6 is more than 1.9. And here's what I'm going to do today, because I want to be fair. Uh, People say that, uh, you know, hey, you know, I I point out the negatives, right? A doom and gloom, if you will. And and, and, And I don't know why that is. Well, I guess I do. I do know why it is, because people don't want facts, right? I, I... I don't make up what what I say. I don't make up the numbers. I'm not in charge of it. But you need to know, right? You should want to know. I mean, if you're actually cared about your finances, right, you want to know this stuff. So I'm going to, here's what I did. I'm going to read to you the article that is on the CNBC website. And CNBC, it's the big stock channel, right? If you got... DirecTV, Channel 355, right? Jim Cramer, all these guys that tell you uh, buy stock, buy stock, buy stock, right? And, and uh, everything's wonderful. And, and don't worry. Be happy. It's great. And, and then all of a sudden when it isn't, uh, you know, they, they, they act surprised. And then I'm going to give you the facts, okay? So I'm going to read to you the, the goody-goody because I want you to feel good about it. U.S. Gross Domestic Project. Uh, pr- uh, product. The broadest measure of the U.S. economy grew faster than expected in the third quarter, but slowed slightly as business investment continued to decline. The Commerce Department said today the economic activity grew at an annualized rate of 1.9%. So, you know, you divide it by four, uh, about a half of a percent of growth down slightly from the 2% pace in the second quarter. Economists, I don't know who these economists are, but the economist pulled by Dow Jones was looking for only 1.6%. The better than expected data was the result of continued consumer spending. You gotta love that, right? Get out there, spend it up, charge it up. Oh, and as well as government expenditures. Uh, government's a big part of this, right? Well, you know, the deficits, all that. Personal consumption expenditures, a gauge of spending by American households, rose at 2.9% on an annualized rate, while government spending increased 2%. The growth in gross private domestic investment, however, continued to decline in the three months that ended September 30th, with a slip of 1.5%. In other words, consumers are still spending, but it's slowing just a little bit. Still far better than it was last quarter. Business spending in particular weighed on the investment number as spending on structures continued to decline with a fall of 15.3%. The pace of spending on equipment sank 3.8%. Manufacturers, the biggest challenges remained in finding skilled workers. I'm not sure that that's true, but again, this is this is what they say. Oh, in trade war uncertainty, kind of, does those two go together? If you're uncertain, are you hiring? I, I don't know. But uh, residential investment 
kept the losses in check, however, as residential investment rebounded this quarter by 5% after falling 3% in the free previous quarter's imports, which are subtracted from GDP. The imbalance uh, grew just slightly. So uh, uh, the trade imbalance, not a huge effect on the GDP uh, but but uh, the highlights there from CNBC, consumer good, business bad, right? That, that That's kind of, oh, and trade war uncertain. Consumer's good, business bad, trade war uncertain. So now let's look into all of this. And let's just see where the consumer was good and where they were bad. Uh, remember the last quarter. The 2% number. So we had 2% second quarter, 1.9% this quarter. The consumer being the leader. And and I'm a consumer. We're all consumers. And, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm consuming any more than I've been. Right? I, I don't, you know, the obviously things that cost more cost more, but then uh, uh, I'll spend a little less somewhere else. Traditionally. One would expect health care, right? So we always see growth in health care. Very, very, very rarely would health care not grow. So uh, this time right now, they said health care grew by $9.5 billion. So they, we spent $9.5 billion more on health care from Q2 to Q3. It, that's average. Nothing uh, a, a surprise in that number. Spending on food and drink purchases. Now, this again, this is the Commerce Department. They break down these categories. Increased by $16 billion. Now, that was a little bit of a surprise because most of the restaurants that are reporting are saying sales are slowing. Not a lot. But they definitely are slowing a little bit. Even here in Phoenix, where we're still growing here, a lot of places starting to close down, we're seeing. But uh, up $16 billion. But the main driver, and it wasn't even close, for the second quarter in a row, I wonder what it could be. What is it that we're all buying? According to the Commerce Department, you guessed it, the record. Recreational vehicles topping the charts for the second quarter in a row. It's almost beyond comprehension. Yeah, the you know recreational vehicles generally thought of RVs, right? So the the motor home. Uh, and, and remember, last quarter I I made fun of this number, right? and I'm like, I don't know how that can be true, because according to the RV manufacturers and the RV dealers. Uh, recreational vehicles are falling considerably. Matter of fact, in the third quarter, which is this is this quarter's GDP, they said that domestic shipments of RVs to dealers fell 22% in the first five months. But in the third quarter, which was most of, right, most of the uh, first and second quarter, they said the number now in North America sales have now dropped 
23%. So it's actually getting a little, not a lot worse, but it's actually getting a little worse. Sales are down 23% in the fiscal third quarter. Wow. This is the worst I've seen it, according to one guy in the industry. RV sales are crashing, according to the RV uh, manufacturers. But somehow they're saying that spending is higher than it's been at any time in the last five years. Now, say what you want. This number alone. If it would have been zero growth, in other words, hey, we didn't spend any more or any less than the last quarter, even though the RV industry says it's less, without this number, GDP would have been about 1.2 to 1.3, you know, let's round it up, about 1.3%. The number all by itself... Uh, we had an increase in spending, and again, this is all in the Commerce Department. The spending increase, you know, how do you get 1.9% growth? How much uh, annualized, how much growth is that in dollar terms? And, and it's about $93 billion. The RV component comprised of over 25% of the growth. So you take, you know, 1.9 divided by, I guess I could do the math, divided by 4 minus 1.9, 1. 1.4. 1.4 would have been the GDP number without that. Uh, so here's the one thing that's in this, though, that it could be, because I want to believe it. See, I'm being positive today. Airplanes are in there. Not the. I'm not talking about Boeing. No, I'm talking about you know the private jets. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. Right? We're all out there buying private jets. I mean, I think that that's it. Right? I mean, of course, that makes total sense. Right? All my neighbors got one now. Right? Everybody's got a jet. Right? You going down there, plopping it down. I, I again, and I don't mean to. To, to poke fun, but come on. Right? Come on. So, recreational vehicles, number one. Financial services and insurance. Hmm. That was number two. By the way, that's that the, the number two growth, not even less than 50% of RV. It was such a dominating number. Other non-durable goods, health care, those are common. Uh, other in health care, uh, very common. Food and beverage, uh, other services. The things we're spending uh, decreased. Other durable goods, gasoline and energy, uh, clothing and footwear, housing and utilities, transportation uh, services, and then motor vehicle and parts. Uh, so that was kind of the breakdown in there. And and again, is it possible, I guess? I mean, are your neighbors buying private jets? If the answer is yes, don't call and buy gold. If the answer is uh, no, you might want to call us. 
951-0592. Once again, U.S. $20 gold pieces, 15 and a quarter at 800-951-0592. We got Jay Powell coming up. So in a few hours, we all expect another quarter of a point rate cut. The issue's going to be the press conference. And, And it was so funny is as I was going through, you know, and every day I do the same thing. I go in, I go to my, my sites, I'm saving articles and things that I want to talk about and, and, and doing all that stuff. And on one of the stock sites that I go to, in other words, these are what I'll, I'll call the pro, you know, like CNBC, the pro stock sites, they, they, a guy wrote an article that Jay Powell's do for another bad press conference. And I just started laughing. Right? This is, you know, he's not great at those. We got to remember that. Usually he'll have a good one and a bad one, a good one and a bad one. And now they've got a press conference after every meeting. It just tells you. It's another reason why you need to buy gold. Why do they all of a sudden want a press conference after every meeting? Because they got to control the narrative. Because if they don't, it may get away from them. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In the wake of deadly shootings this year, gun control activists won't stop pushing their anti-Second Amendment narrative through every possible media and political outlet available. This is, of course, to be expected. The real danger, however, lies in that many on the center-right of the political spectrum are falling for the false flag operation of red flag laws. Many Republicans and supposedly conservative sources have fallen for the unfortunate line that they, of course, support the Second Amendment, but, quote, something must be done, end quote. Even Republican lawmakers are falling for and repeating the horrible idea of red flag gun confiscation orders. Plain and simple, red flag gun laws are not a constitutional option. They are also not a proven option that would prevent future shootings. Red flag laws are a design of gun control advocates, and they would be used as fuel to light the fire of comprehensive gun control. Conservatives and Republicans should take note. Time and again, laws already on the books could have or should have been used to stop murderers from obtaining weapons. From Sandy Hook to Parkland, Florida to El Paso and Dayton, law enforcement either had the tools and did not use them to stop these shooters early, or the background system worked and these individuals were prevented from legally purchasing a firearm. It's sad that many Republicans are even entertaining this unconstitutional, ineffective idea. Red flag laws are an acceleration of taking away a citizen's constitutional right with very little, if any, due process. Conservatives, don't be fooled. Even if supposedly right-wing organizations produce documents supporting red flag laws or magazine bans, you know that these solutions serve no effective purpose except to violate the rights of law-abiding citizens. Republicans in office need to know that they will pay a horrendous price if they fall for these false so-called common sense initiatives and support people like Nancy Pelosi's gun control agenda. After all, this abuse of our Second Amendment rights will quickly lead to an abuse of our other constitutional rights. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. It's time to hear the truth, not the media lies, about gun rights. At phyllisschlafly.com, we've got strategies to protect American citizens, protect ourselves, and protect the Second Amendment. For the latest on the constitutionally protected right to bear arms, go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. This is Family Values Radio, 1010 AM. Granddaddy was a hillbilly scholar, blue collar of a man. He came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no sir, yes ma'am, by God be darned. We're back, 800-951-0592. The, the UN Climate Summit canceled. Uh, Chile is canceling it. Uh, no meeting now between Trump and Xi of China, uh, which is also having an effect. GDP better than expected because we bought RVs? Obviously not. Matter of fact, it should be a negative number. I mean, according to the RV industry, how many private jets are they buying? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because that goes in there, right? I mean, I don't think people are out there buying sand rails and golf carts and uh, maybe. But my my yeah, I'm I'm making an assumption. I know about RVs because that that's reported. It's widely reported. So that number should be negative because RVs is the biggest piece of the pie of that, down twenty three percent. Now, golf carts, they don't report that, right? All you guys out there in Sun City, right, all, all buying your golf carts, I, I can't imagine that, that that's, you know, even could move the needle, right? One way or the other, I don't think that could even move the needle. I don't think you could buy or sell that many, buy or not buy that many golf carts, right? Sand rails, uh, you know, Polarises, quads, right? Again, really can't really move the the needle so the only other thing left that's in the categories private planes i don't know i guess maybe uh, i'll go down to the i'll have to drive by uh the scottsdale air park if there's a bunch of new planes out there then i guess we'll know the answer uh but but the Oh, boy. The news from China today was really, I think, the bigger thing. The Dow wanted to like the GDP because that's what they do. They, they don't care how we got there, right? And and I don't have the idiot box on, but I'm sure they're out there patting themselves on the back and giving each other high fives. And, yeah, see, the, the consumer is doing so great. If we are, it's the haves that are doing it, uh, not not the have-nots. Uh, but but China this morning, it was in big uh, article in in the in the Wall Street Journal, uh, reported all over the place that China is balking at signing any type of agreement with the United States about buying unlimited amounts of food saying that 
they will only buy food as they need it, which makes sense, right? You know, we'll buy what we need, and we'll only buy it from the United States if you're the cheapest. Which, of course, we talked about. Remember last week we talked about it. They they bought, I forget what it was, all those cargo loads from Brazil, right, instead of buying it from us. So they came out in order to get a timeout, right? So so China got us to call timeout again when, remember, the, they had their top trade to go. He flew into town and... and Larry Kudlow, oh, yeah, it's great and wonderful. And even Trump was saying nice stuff, remember? And uh, today, today, China comes out and says, yeah, we're, we're not going to just buy food because the United States wants us to. Matter of fact, not only are we, we're all, A, we're only going to buy what we need. B, we're, only, we're going to buy it from the cheapest place. So if you're the cheapest, we'll buy it. This was the problem uh, with soybean purchases. Brazil was cheaper. And you got to remember, this is where all of that, that currency stuff comes into play. Right? So let's not forget that the dollar sitting here. At the, you know what? We haven't talked about the dollar a lot. And we probably need to because it's an important piece to the equation. 9766. 9766, which is way too strong. Especially, well, we're, we're cutting rates and it still won't go weaker, right? Everyone expects us to cut again today. And, and yeah, it, it's, we're cutting more than anybody. I mean, Europe's. You know, they'll cut and go farther negative. In Japan, they'll cut and go farther negative, but they're real small, right? They're trying to 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 do it as slowly as possible. And we're flat out just cutting. But the dollar keeps its strength. And now the Chinese have come out and said, Hey, listen, we're we're accounting for everything. And if you're, let's just say, and I don't know what, and I and I apologize, I'm not a soybean farmer, and I don't know. But let's just say uh, a bushel of soybeans costs five bucks, so, you know, just to keep it simple. So it's five U.S. dollars, right? And you, and then Brazil says, well, it's you know, and, and again, I we'll just say it's fifty Brazilian real. Okay, so so it's fifty uh, Brazilian reals, and China will look at exchange rates, and they'll say, "Okay, well, let's see. We think the dollar is going to keep gaining strength. We think the real is going to weaken. You know what? We got to remember, right? We're now going to go ahead and buy from Brazil because it just makes better sense for us." will end up when we buy a, a, a cargo load of soybeans. Figure, the, you know, these massive super tanker fulls of, of, uh, of soybeans. It's going to cost us less because uh, their currency is cheaper than yours. And I think this is one of the huge problems now 
uh, in these trade negotiations and why I don't think, listen, I don't think there's a deal to be had here. I could be wrong. Uh, but I've been saying this now for almost two years. It just doesn't make sense for China. This isn't China 25 years ago. And really, when you think about it, is this what it was like for the United States in the 1800s? You know, all of a sudden, you know, we 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 get our freedom. You know, the Civil War or the the, the Civil War. We, 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 we get our freedom in the Revolutionary War. We become a country. And all of a sudden, we start becoming the country that the rest of the world buys things from. Right? They are buying our tobacco. They are buying our cotton. They are buying uh, all, all of the, the steel that we could produce. They were buying all of the goods. Uh, that we could make, and, and we became uh, a huge, uh, tra- running huge trade surpluses, and all of a sudden we started building these cities, and we had the the expansion out west, and the gold rush, and, and we've got the best infrastructure in the world, and all of a sudden we're a superpower. Sound like sound like a country that's doing the same thing right now. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Bloomberg now reporting that China is saying that it will only return to purchases of agriculture products to the twenty seventeen level, uh, and no, and which is. Uh, roughly $20 billion. Uh, no, will not buy any additional products. Of course, I, I just told you uh, what I have seen out there. China has now said uh, that not only uh, are they not going to just buy U.S. agricultural products uh, because President Trump wants to, they will only buy what they need, when they need it, from whoever's the cheapest, uh, which, you know, probably puts us, puts probably to Bloomberg's point, that would probably put us back to where it was in 2017, because I'm assuming that's what China was doing all along, right? And, and that's what anybody would do, right? Hey, you know, why do businesses leave America? Well, because they can build it cheaper somewhere else, right? They they factor in all the cost. Okay, how much does it cost to produce it over in this country and then put it on a boat and bring it over here, go through customs, get it on a truck, drive it to to the store, put it on the shelf? What's that cost? And if it's less than what it costs here, guess what? Out it goes. Out it goes. Uh, great article, Wolf Richter. And I, I don't know. Maybe this is it. They're talk. He was talking about this. This new happen. He's talking about what I'll call the high-end areas, right? We're talking San Francisco. We're talking Bay Area. We're talking New York. We're talking Seattle, right? We're we're, we're talking L.A. These are the people that I guess if you have, if you got the money, right? These are the same guys. Maybe what's happening is, and oh, by the way, sales are falling in housing in those markets. Uh, the Bay Area, uh, Bay Area, 
San Mateo, Alameda, and, and, and Contra Costa counties, uh, Marin, uh, down uh, six-tenths of a percent, down now year over year. Uh, S&P, CoreLogic, Case-Shiller, Home Price Index says prices are falling in all of those areas. Maybe what's happening is instead of buying the multi-million dollar home, you know, the 10 to 20, 30 million dollar home, maybe they're just buying a private jet. I don't know. Maybe I figured out. Maybe maybe they're that, that GDP number, maybe it could be right, right? Maybe that's what's happening. Uh, condo prices now having peaked uh, not only in the Bay Area, New York City, uh, also fell year over year. Seattle house prices down year over year. Uh, L.A. house prices down year over year. And again, this is uh, Case Schiller uh, and Wolf Richter who, who put a lot of charts and data together. San Diego home prices fell. Portland uh, home prices were flat. So they didn't fall, but they weren't rising. Denver. Home prices, Denver Metro, down two-tenths of a percent. Uh, Year-over-year gain now in Denver, down below 3% now. So still up year-over-year. By the way, that's the the slowest number in Denver since 2012. Las Vegas Metro. This one kind of caught me off guard because Las Vegas and Phoenix have really been growing. Down two-tenths of a percent. Year over year now, down to 3.3%. The smallest such gain, again, since August of 2012. By the way, uh, in January, double-digit growth in Las Vegas. So we've gone from over 10%. uh, Now we're down to just 3.3%. Phoenix, we're still up. Phoenix still up, up nine-tenths of a percent. Home prices in Phoenix now up 6.3% last year. By the way, though, we're still Phoenix is like the one place uh, that that's not at the the peak. Phoenix and Vegas are the two big markets, I guess, not at the peak, still below the peak. Uh, Miami house pricing was up three percent, uh, th- up 3.6 year over year. Uh, Tampa, also three-tenths of a percent, and that was kind of pretty much all the major cities there in the U.S. So we're starting to see home prices decline, especially in the most affluent areas. Uh, Some of the cheaper areas, right, Vegas and Phoenix, uh, we're trying to hang on. Phoenix, by the way, the best of all the markets. Congratulations. Uh, 6.9% of all the big uh, metro markets. Uh, Phoenix, by far, the best year-over-year gains. And it's funny because I sit there and, you know, it's all the blue staters. All of the blue staters. The Californians coming in, Oregon, Chicago, uh, all just coming down here to the Valley, uh, raising housing prices here in the Valley. I mean, it's impossible. You know how far you got to drive to be able to afford a house in this market anymore. It's just gotten crazy just crazy again and uh wall street journal today was talking about there and i don't know how, what to believe because I, I live in my trump bubble saying that mesa 
Mesa, Arizona now may, may be more important to the Democrats than Milwaukee, kind of saying that they think Phoenix may be, or Arizona may be in play uh, for the next election. I hope they're right, because if, if so, I think Trump wins. Right? And I know, I mean, I kind of, you know, it's kind of like the reverse. Remember the, the last election, everybody swore Hillary is going to win. Everybody. And now I kind of feel like it's the other way around. Everyone's saying Trump's going to win, and now I'm like, you know what? I always get a little nervous about it. I hope, I hope so. But it was just kind of interesting how quickly Arizona's turning color. Picture Radio News Hour Final Seven coming in. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I'll tell you, I don't. You just got to keep watching uh, Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary. Uh, he's out with Reuters. <laughs> it's important to, you know, got to keep them all straight. He's t- uh, talking to Reuters, trying to do damage control. Uh, China purchase commitments for U.S. agriculture goods will take some time to scale up. So, uh uh, I guess out trying to do uh, a little damage control of uh, the Chinese situation after word out of China is, hey, we'll buy what we need, what we need, and we're only going to buy it from the cheapest guy out there. Uh, then Bloomberg came out and said, China says that it'll go back to the 2017 levels, you know, the $20 billion. Uh, that Now Steve Mnuchin saying, well, it's just going to take time, take time. No word on how much time. I'm, I'm sure eventually China will get to the forty or fifty billion dollar number, uh, but but anyway, uh, that's out there again. Uh, trying to stay positive here. The Dow is very mixed right now. Uh, the Nasdaq, the S and P are down. The Dow's up about twenty points. It was down about twenty points. Uh, so even trade war news uh, not driving the market. Everyone's waiting for Jay Powell. Jay Powell in the press conference. Is he going to puke all over himself uh, and give another one of those disastrous performances? Or is he going to come out and, and give a good one? Here's the thing. He's stuck. He really doesn't. And and I'm a critic of the central bank, right? Because let's face it, they they already know that they they're on the point of no return. They just don't want to tell everybody. But he's really stuck because the rate cuts really aren't doing much. I mean, this will be the third rate cut, and yet GDP still falling. And nobody really expects it to rebound next quarter, right? Earnings are still falling. I mean, one point nine. Second quarter in a row, by the way, this the recreational vehicle thing, and I, I don't want to make too big of, but it's such a big part of the growth. Without it, you're, you're talking about GDP at one point four, one point five. Uh, that's how big it is. Uh, from you know, from two percent, you know, take take away twenty five percent of that growth, and things get a lot ugly. So it feels like what rates got to keep going down. But they want to keep telling you that they don't need to go down. And and, and and I think I've kind of made my feelings known here. Uh, rates need to go back to zero. And my feeling is they're going to go negative. But they need to go back to zero. Why not? What do we got to lose at this point? Right? I'm kind of on the Trump thing. Just get it over with. 
put him to zero again, and and see if we can hang on for a couple more years. You know, the the I guess at the end of the day, you know, we had GDP growth this time last year. The second and third quarters were four point two and three point four. As it sits right now. We're at 2% and 1.9. Obviously, we'll wait for some adjustments. But let's just say it stays right there. Right? That's it's a lot less. You know, not, not right almost about 50% less growth year over year. And yet the, the, the deficit shot up $250 billion. Sounds like a good time to put some gold away. U.S. $20 liberties at 15 and a quarter. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll tell you about what Jay said, didn't say, good, bad, or the ugly tomorrow.